0: Call you back.
1: This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> what do
2: you think, this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up
0: close like this. Little bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. We're like bing. Was it over when the Germans
1: bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German?
2: Forget it, he's rolling.
1: <laughs> Learn it, know it. Are
3: you running a business or a charity?
1: They Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a part of that, at 5 at five. on the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone
0: This is live at five, live yes, at five, indeed. Live, live at five. Indeed. Live five. Indeed. Come on. Uh, so here we are on a Friday. Uh, it's already eleven minutes after. Man, we got a lot of people running for city council on this station. God bless you all. Plus, we're going to have a new uh, newbie uh, to the collection uh, starting on Monday with Mister Jason Trainer. And uh, that's uh, that's what we're all about. We're the epicenter of politics right here. We are the epicenter of politics, and we do it with one arm tied behind our backs. That's the way it is, ladies and gentlemen. I should ruffle my my paper. I have right here. <clears throat> uh, so uh, yeah, the indictments of of the yin yang. you know what? I, I guess when when so, when the same thing happens again and again. And again and again, whether it's, um, oh, I don't know how many times has the former President Donald Trump been indicted in the last six months alone. But last night, it seemed like Fox News, you know, it just uh, came back from a funeral. Well, this is awful. I'm like, oh, it does not matter anymore? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. This the same day that there's serious allegations from a true source, mind you, about a bribery take from uh, the current president when he was vice president. And that schmuck you know says, oh, "Where's the money?" Like like what are you going to leave the money in your back pocket? We're supposed to buy that? So, I again we can go on and on about what's going. I every time I turn on Fox, it's some congressman, it's some contributor, senator, and and and, and, and <laughs> instinctively they say, "Uh, oh, they can get away with it but we can't." It's all this stuff against the Hunter, Biden's of the world and, and look look what they're doing. It's like, "Shut up." Just forget it. This, what, just this move on. Hopefully, we all get back together when, when war with China begins in 2025. So until then, just there's nothing you can do about it. And, I, and by the way, if you've noticed, some people would say, well, this might be uh, a way of just getting Trump out of the uh, race altogether, and that could bring DeSantis. This, it doesn't matter. There's no way we're going to get a Republican ever to be president of the United States again. And if that ever happens, it's going to be a wolf in sheep's clothing like a a, a Mike Bloomberg when he ran, obviously, as a a liberal Democrat, but for the Republican Party when he became mayor of New York City. That's the example. I don't know who that's going to be, but it's going to be someone that's going to be disenfranchised with his own party. And he's not going to get the recognition, some billionaire, some gazillionaire, and some, you know, whatever. And he's just going to say, no, I'm going to do this. I'm not saying this is going to happen by 2024 or for that matter, 2028 when Harris uh, essentially starts her first term. Because you know, Kamala Harris is going to be president of the United States, whether you like it or not. It's just the way it is right now. They're literally saying that Donald Trump can go to p- prison for, uh, uh, what? did someone say 100 years? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, this is just unreal. It's off the charts. By the way, we might have a chance of uh, getting a phone call uh, at the bottom of the hour from uh, Attorney Joe Stanley because he didn't call in on Wednesday. So the newbie that's coming to the uh, collection of, uh, uh, member, of members of society that want to be your counsel person, God bless them all, will be Jason Trainer. I uh, just cut an ad about uh, an hour ago or so here at the facility, and you'll be hearing his message. Yesterday, we heard from T.J. Babcock. You know him as Timothy. With the the low profile uh, uh, lawn signs, he spoke a lot, and by the way, a lot of activity on the Facebook page, uh, particularly from our Northside friends, who apparently didn't agree with T.J. Babcock at all. So check that out when you get a chance, and remind—I don't remind people enough because I'm a horrible self-promoter. I just can't do it. I, I never—I can promote other people. I just can't help my—I can't promote myself but i do have a facebook page it's live at 5 with Glenn curry and and right now there's you know from time to time we get t- 10 20 people watching that at a time and i've noticed um, you know sometimes it's linked uh, afterwards to uh, to news junkie and news junkie's doing some things uh, exciting things now too taking segments of the show and sharing them on on the news junkie youtube page uh, courtesy of the of the uh, news junkie website So that gets us a lot of exposure, which is the big, big reason why, again, like I said, we are the epicenter of politics. I'm looking outside the window as we speak, and yes, it's raining. We definitely need this rain, um, because uh, I tell you what, it's uh, it's been at least four weeks before we started getting rain yesterday. I did a downtown news uh, segment today, and, and it started raining just at the moment of hitting the record button. So I look like a wet fish uh, doing my next segment, and and by the way, my next segment that I'm working on right now, I spoke with uh, City uh, uh, Planning Director Mike Lumbus. I was calling him Lumbus, Lumbus, at City Hall today, and uh, the next chapter, if you will, is going to be the uh, the new canopy awnings, aw- uh, canopy awnings on Public Square, and uh, they're, they're they're all over the place now, and there will be additional. Awnings uh, put on what we call the Commerce Building, which is the Flatiron Building on Franklin Street in Public Square. That's the Jake Johnson property. And there's something to be said about canopy awnings. And these are very, very well built. They're not the ones that roll out, that can blow with the wind and so forth. They're made out of sturdy metal, uh, tubular metal. And they are there, uh, not all, but most of them now, including the ones that you see on the YMCA. I'm talking about the old YMCA in the corner there. Those are, that, that building's never had awnings before. But now they do, and they're year-round. So it, it's, it's a great enhancement. Uh, it cools buildings down, um, and especially if you have storefronts with, with items in your glass. They don't fade from the sun, and they reduce the, uh, the heat uh, from the sun, particularly on the north side of Public Square, dramatically. That's right, dramatically. And uh, they're cost-savers. They really are as far as energy is concerned. Nothing worse than the heat. Can't escape the heat. Wow, all of a sudden, now it's really raining out and windy. So if you're driving out there, be careful. Let's go to the phones. Hi.
3: Hey, I hope you didn't get her, honey.
0: What's happening, my friend? What are you talking hey. to yourself? Yeah. What's happening? Hello? Hey, what's going on, my friend? Wolfman Jack! Uh, hey. Life is good, brother. Yeah, what's happening?
3: Oh, I was just thinking about something. Uh, Jeff Graham don't like the idea of trying to sell weed down to the farmer's market? Yeah. I got a better idea. Not only should we sell it at the farmer's market, but it's edible. Shouldn't we be able to get weed with food stamps?
0: Why not? Why not? I mean, come on. We might as well have a party before China gets rid of everything, including weekends. In oh, video games.
3: You, you, we're, we are thinking like my friend.
0: Right. Might as well have a party like it's 1999. Take all the weed uh, you I want. I remember that year. So let me ask you, can I ask you a personal question since you brought up the question about weed and, and gummies? Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Are you high right now? Yes. Okay. I mean, it, it, and I'm glad, and thank you for being very, very, uh, you know, you didn't have to be truthful because it's very obvious, especially with your, con- you want, you don't mind uh, a marijuana being sold at a farmer's market in front, in, in downtown uh, Watertown in front of the state office building, or for that matter, City Hall.
3: Uh, no, I'm all for it.
0: And why are you all for it?
3: Because it's a very healthy uh if you use a driveway it's very medicinal
0: okay well I, would you, should you be able to drive while under the influence of gummies no okay so that's not healthy right would you say that's that's not a healthy decision to make
3: well no drive you get a driver and
0: then you just ride oh ride with the driver well you need a little couple extra dollars to get that you need your own personal chauffeur yeah uh,
3: yeah, in a perfect world, I can't afford that. Right, uh, right. I could take
0: the bus. Right, you can get high and jump on a bus. Jump on the bus, right. Gus. Get higher you want, babe? <clears throat> well, that's good. All right. Actually, yeah. I
3: I usually just walk because I don't even trust myself on a bicycle anymore.
0: Why? Are you too stoned?
3: Uh, well, I have a, a equilibrium malfunction. Oh, and um. It's okay though. I'm retired and any place I gotta go I walk to.
0: How old are you?
3: I'm uh, sixty
0: three. Oh. Boy, China's definitely gonna take us over. I can't wait. <sighs> just I can't wait. I really can't wait till China just <laughs> solves everything for us. Gets rid of weekends, video games, gummy bears. Wow, are you outside right now? Are you looking outside? The rain is unreal. Unbelievable how much rain is coming as we speak. The, the yeah, heavens it'll blow over. over. It would be okay. No, we need it. We need more because everything is just uh, very, very dry. All right, so you're Oh, I think
3: this would be great for the uh, for the corn and the plants and the flowers. I think yeah, we have a good p- mix of rain and sunshine. Don't forget the pot plants. Oh, I won't forget
0: that. Yeah, no, we can't forget the pot plant. They need water, too. You know, weeds. Want some weed? I love when Jeff Graham goes, you want some weed? <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, my friend, don't get wet. Uh, smoke them if you got them and share them with your best friends and, um, you know, get, get high, if you will. And, oh, right. and by the way, it's 420 somewhere. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Hey, hey,
3: I'll be 64 next year. My theme song's going to be the Beatles when I'm 64.
0: Oh, uh, well, there you go. That's um, that's an appropriate song for 64 years old. I totally agree. Eight uh, times. Uh, nice January, buddy. Yeah, you too. You too. Uh, that's our friend. Uh, well, I don't know. What should we call him? I never gave him a moniker. We can call him Gummies, Mr. Gummy. Hey, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are very open about their use of marijuana or gummies. I know an employer that, uh, I don't know if he fired the guy, but he had to reprimand him because he was uh, smoking marijuana uh, during the, you know, outside the his, uh, the business. It was a retail business. And his first, uh, you know, his first reaction after being accused of smoking marijuana was, well, it's legal now. <laughs> and well, yeah, and so is, you know, so is, so is a martini. But, you know, you shouldn't be drinking a martini on the job. And for that matter... You know, pe- people may or may not know if you're drunk on anything, particularly some liquors you could drink all day long and no one knows it. But people know right away when you're smoking pot, that's for sure. So on Tuesday's show, and I'm talking about next Tuesday, I'm going to have a, a guy call in here. And I, I don't know if I made the decision to mention, it's up to him to disclose who he is. But he's got a problem. And his problem is uh, his, his 15-year-old son is being bullied. In his school. I won't mention the school. We'll, we'll learn more about it. And it's not, by the way, for the record, it's not here in town. But it was something I stumbled on over Facebook. And it doesn't have the same profile of, say, other people over the years that have been, you know, bullied or abused in school, picked on. And, and not that anyone should in any regard. But typically that person might be f- feeble in size, maybe a little slow, maybe overweight. Um, maybe someone that you know, almost wants to be picked on. There's some people that kind of want the attention and they get picked on at the same time. None of that's right. Don't get me wrong. I, I was never for that. I was never one of those cabooses that followed someone else, kissed someone else's bully ass to, to pick on someone or a group of people. I never did it. I never did. And I, I know that's easy to say, but I, I never did. In fact, I never liked calling anyone by their nickname because a lot of nicknames were given to people against their will. I was like, I'm not going to call you by your nickname. I'm just not going to do it. But anyway, this guy has a compelling story. And his son is a 15-year-old athlete. And he plays three sports. So right off the bat, you think, athlete? Three sports, football, basketball, and baseball. The three main sports. And he's still being picked on. So I'm like thinking, hmm. Plus, he's got a girlfriend. He's got a life. He's, he's, he's by no means slow or... Uh, you know, it, 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 what they refer to as dull. And, and again, I hope I'm not insulting people, but there's there were levels of, you know, characterizing one's intelligence. And it's, it's none of those. But it's I, I you'll hear this man's story, and I don't want to say anything more than, because I don't want to, uh, you know, I just want to preface it. It's, he's going to call in on Tuesday, and he's looking for some help. And the help that he needs is, needless to say, from the school district, which he's getting from some but not all. And the way he describes his stories, the way he, you know, it's it's just incredible stuff. So you'll hear that on Tuesday. Um, But again, just recently we had a a a a death by suicide in Jefferson County at the school level, pretty much for the same reason: uh, feeling left out, being picked on, being abused. And unfortunately, and again, I'm not pointing any fingers, but sometimes we lose our kids because we just don't see see it until it's too late. In this case. This particular father who I spoke with at length yesterday doesn't want that to happen. He feels his son isn't at that level. He knows better. He's a happy-go-lucky kid. The, the only way I can describe this kid is he's a big kid. He's a football player, and uh, he might even be the starting... You Think about this. He might even be the starting quarterback for his school. It's a small rural school, and he might be the starting quarterback as a sophomore. So all those things line up like the stars, like, wait a minute. Why? All, why would this guy typically... It was the star quarterback that was, you know, just looked like Jefferson from uh, uh, Married with Children or from Revenge of the Nerds. They were part of the, the, you know, the the jock group that would pick on others. But in this case, it's the opposite effect. So we're seeing a strange trend here. I'm not saying that people of, you know, the typical consequence get, you know, don't get picked on anymore because they do because kids will be kids. But there's this growing trend of, especially in small communities, this is my guess, of teachers, and for that matter, administrators that don't necessarily want to get involved because they themselves are, are fearful of, of the, you know, ramifications of dealing with a, with, with, with a bully. So, and every, every time he, he would tell me yet another story and another story, and I'm like, oh my God, this, this is, so that will be Tuesday. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But it's just very, very sad what's going on. It truly, truly is. Seven five five twelve forty, and boy, it's raining cats and dogs right now. So let's do this. Let's do a break, and I'm just going to test the waters here because nothing against Joe, but sometimes Joe Stanley will, will you know, on when he calls in on either a Thursday or Friday, forgets. So let's do the break now. We'll be back with more of the live at five show after this. Roof looking older than you are. The people who call you back. All right, we're back. Uh, sad news uh, it was reported uh, on News Junkie today. Uh, actually, 10 hours ago, courtesy of the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, posted a News Junkie five hours ago, uh, the sad passing, of course, of Lieutenant Frank DeRigo. Uh, Watertown Police Department murder homicide. In this particular case, there's a YouTube uh, video here of a murder that he was in charge of. And I-, I-, I never met the man. I used to see him out and about at like, Shorty's Place you know, for lunch. Good-looking man. Um, you know, and when, whenever he was interviewed, uh, he, 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 you know, he just, he just seemed like a cop's cop. And that's, that's an expression that cops use amongst themselves. Not all cops get along with the other cops. It's like anywhere else. But at the end of the day, you know, they're all, most of them at least are cops, cops. And this guy definitely represented that. So the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office saddened to hear of the passing of the retired Watertown Police Lieutenant Frank DeRigo. Lieutenant DeRigo was always approachable and friendly regardless of rank or department. He will be missed by the Watertown Police Department, uh, Jefferson County uh, Sheriff's Office, and the New York State uh, uh, pl- uh, State Police, and many others. Of course, there's an interview here, and you know what? Uh, let's uh, in, in honor. Oh, you know, this might be Joe. Let's go look at this first because Joe might be calling in right now. Because I want to ask him some questions. This Joe. And hi, you're on the air. Yes, uh, Glenn.
4: You know, I really like the uh, interviews you do with the candidates mm-hmm. and i think you do an excellent job thank you but you know we have very little time with these candidates to find out who they are what questions they'll answer sure. and sometimes Glenn, you go off on these rants <laughs> while you're trying to interview instead of letting the callers call like the other day you start talking to them about being a referee what's involved what do you call and all that hmm Glenn, yeah. I don't mind you talking about that, but, you know, that's a waste of time really? to us. huh? That's a waste of time to us huh. because we want to ask some questions. <laughs> now, many people called, and I'm just a suggestion. When you get these people and you haven't got a lot of time, you know, don't do that.
0: All I mean, right. Don't
4: take it, you know, the wrong way. No, I'm not. I know. Glenn job.
0: Curry's thin-skinned. Yes, I know.
4: You do an excellent job, but... Don't go off on those rants and waste their time. Sometimes it's 5.30 <laughs> before you blink of an eye. And right. We haven't really done anything. You know? It's okay when you don't have a candidate and we're just talking BS. That's fine. But, but uh, you've you f- you, you got essentially
0: like a 40, 39-minute, you know, minus commercials, and I don't get on the air until 10 after. So let's just say... Honestly, thirty-nine straight minutes talking to someone. By the way, no one seven doesn't do this. Uh, I know you know T and Y might squeeze in ten minutes if they're lucky, uh, and no one else. Can. So I'm not. I hate comparing ourselves, but if I go off on what you referred to as a tangent about what the guy does as a referee, is that is is that off the rails? I guess that's a, that's that's no, irrelevant.
4: No, that you know what, Glenn? Yeah, that's you. Well, yeah, that's you. I understand that. I've listened to you since the first time you came on the radio. Right. The first time, that first night. Right. And I was the guy that called you up and said, who do you think you are, Howard Stern of How- Watertown? How- Howard
0: Stern, who became a big-time liberal, and he hates conservatives like you and me.
4: You know, because you were off the rails a little bit with your uh, speech, and uh, mm-hmm. there was a little problem with that at one time.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. At a very volatile anyway, time.
4: Like I said... I really like your interviews. You do a great job, Glenn. On, on I, I appreciate
0: that. I, but I knew there was going to be a big butt coming. But I, I get what you're saying. I, true, I I, don't dwell on a lot of things. I, you know, like I don't want to just talk about the golf course the whole time or decorum at no, City Hall. No, I don't care about that. Well, we've got to address it.
4: be able to ask questions and everybody call in because you get when you talk to them, they're not really answering a lot of questions. When you get us calling in, you get the hard questions.
0: Oh, okay. You,
4: you know, you get the hard questions. Will they answer them or not? Right. It's just like you had a caller last week. They called in, asked him a hard question. He would not answer it. Huh. You know, so that gives you an, uh, an idea of how these people, how these people really are.
0: Well, it's a little you late know? now. I got like one guy left. <laughs> I, I think. That's
4: um... all right. That's okay. You haven't done it uh, all of them. Oops. Right, you know, weird. I just I just noticed the other day about the referee and kept going on and on. Wow. About, uh, you I'll know, have to go your, back for like that. Like I said, if you just had him on there, fine.
0: Yeah,
1: right.
4: But other than that, you do a, a great job. Well, I appreciate it. And, it. I, I enjoy it.
0: All right. Well, thank you, my friend. I, I got to go only because it might be Joe, uh, Joe Stanley. All right. Thank you. There you have it. All right. So a little criticism there. Hi, you're on the air.
5: All right, Glenn. I'm just listening to this uh uh, gentlemen, I I, I respectfully uh, uh, disagree with him. Uh, oh. He was very kind and very nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I do understand you you're making the person feel comfortable. Yeah, he's yeah. starting to talk about his field, right. his uh, his body of knowledge. Right. And, uh, right. Uh, this is uh, it's called the Socratic method of interrogation.
0: Wow, is mm. what you're doing? Yes. Wow. Well, wait, wait, wait. Say that again. What is it called?
5: You know, Socrates.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. Socrates.
5: The, the Socratic, yeah. Socratic method of interrogation.
0: Okay, make him feel and good, and then said, you know, go for the jugular. Is that we? Is that what that's all about? Well,
5: no, 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 nothing bad. Nothing, right. nothing, nothing bad. But well, the thing is, you're making him feel comfortable. Yeah, he's talking to his body of knowledge. Right. right. I, I listened to the interview, mm-hmm. and I thought it was well. He's talking about what he does. Right. He, right. He's talking about how he's going to handle things, and and, and it, you get them. T- you're you're getting them talking now. That's why. Um, uh, in his body of knowledge, right, and uh, right. it'll transfer over. Manager, this is from a managerial point of view. Yeah, and I will go head to head with anybody. I'm your, I'm your lawyer, uh, non lawyer, friend
0: non lawyer friend.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh,
5: But but what I'm saying is, um, you're asking questions, you're getting them to talk, you're making them feel comfortable. Uh, that's how you, that's how you warm right. them up. I know you only got. A, a, what, say you said thirty nine minutes or whatever.
0: Essentially, you know, especially these work. days, yeah, got a lot of ads.
5: I think you do a very good job. I uh, uh, I, I think you're doing. You and uh, Merrick Graham are doing a good. Jo- I, I've always you, you you know you're doing a good job. Thank you, my friend. And Appreciate. They got a small community, and they've got to start using some strong management techniques instead of this feely touchy feely uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. That's been going on. Oh, I feel this, and my heart tells me this, and my gut tells me this. Well, until they get in their brain right. and get it straightened away, uh, right? You know, we're we're, we're doomed. And um, right. But um, anyway,
0: I, I I like your energy. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate. It. I sound I sound like soupy sales. All of. A sudden. Well, thank you, thank you very much. So thank you.
5: <laughs> Groveling. No, but seriously, you. I need all are, the attention. Up, you're getting people to come in, you're yeah. getting to talk. We're getting right, to know, I don't know, you know and yeah. um, yeah, I, I don't know a thing about them. No, and, but you're, you're least, I love talking to people
0: about them. what they know, and especially watching football, how it is these days, obviously, to be a referee. And, and do referee, I think the one question that I asked TJ was, was Do referees get along with other referees? and he says, Absolutely. And I think they have to because they are God out there. That's what they say to referees. Right. This, You're right. God out there. And the moment you show weakness amongst yourselves, all your credibility goes out the window. So when, well, when And I thought TJ answered that right. And by the way, I bet you there's some referees that don't get along with each other. But they, they, they don't play that on the field, for the record.
5: But he's showing that he's a team player, but yeah. he's also playing by the rules. Right, you know, exactly. like R-U-L-E-S. R U L E like a four letter word like cold and snow right and warm, right and, you know, right things right like that sure That's sure one of those four letter words and um, yeah. uh, you know when when they, they were talking about uh, last fall that they did the due, due diligence on uh, yeah. the the golf course uh, I mean what's their definition It's just like Medicare mm-hmm. and and uh, F D A saying well we got healthcare Well healthcare will be uh, all the band aids and all the uh, uh, aspirin you can have that'll be your healthcare Yeah thing. pretty much. That's
0: Right, right, yeah, yeah. And, and condoms in, so anyway, I think, uh, in the I think field.
5: God bless the thank, you, thank you, and, uh, thank you, thank uh, you. He, he, he was nice about it, but yeah, uh, right. I understand where he's coming from, but um, I understand where you're coming from, too. So,
0: sure, sure. I appreciate it, my friend, I really do. Thank you very much, great, and, and thanks for the call, non-lawyer friend, and have a great weekend. <laughs>
1: thank you.
0: I'll no, talk bye-bye. to you. That's our non-lawyer friend. All right, so let's, let's do this. This is an interview from December 6, 2009, uh with uh, Frank DeRigo who just passed let's see if this works
1: you give us today that you haven't told us last night
2: we've been developing and following up on leads and uh so far pleased with the progress of the investigation we have had the Oneida FIU come up and uh assist us with the crime scene uh, we're going to continue inside now and uh See
0: if there's any more leads we can develop. So again, he's obviously answering the questions from uh, more than likely channel seven. So just to give you some insight, this was 13 years ago. Frank DeRigo, Watertown Police Department, murder-homicide shooting on 715 State Street. I, I remember that. It was uh it was someone answered the door and they were looking for somebody else, but the poor person that answered the door was killed. Um and I, I hope I'm right on that, but that's that 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 seems to, to match up with the uh, you know that was at least a decade or so ago. So yeah, that was you know, and it says 715 State Street, and it looks very familiar in the background. But uh, Lieutenant Frank DiRigo, a classic-looking detective, especially in his trench coat, always well dressed, well groomed, just uh, the classic look of a cop, a cop's cop, and uh, rest in peace, my friend. So 755 twelve forty is the number. 755 twelve forty. Uh, is the number if you want to chime in and uh, see, you know, talk about whatever you want to talk about within the realms, like Jeff says, of good taste. I just want to give a little insight to Jeff. You know, since Jeff's been back now since late March, um, the improvement is unbelievable. It, and I'm not just saying that, but, and, and again, Jeff, you know, went through a lot. And, um, thank God he, he leveraged his, uh, his, uh, his insurance, his health insurance prior to, and I know I talked to people like Jeff about this. I talked to Je- uh, attorney Joe Stanley about this. Sometimes as you get older, if you can afford it, that little extra two fifty, three hundred $300 a month And I know I'm not just, I don't want you to spend any more money than you can afford to right now, but man, sometimes it comes in very, very handy. And, uh, Jeff had all of his eggs in, in a basket when he needed it. And that doesn't always happen, but for Jeff it did. So you know he's got uh, he's he's got a visiting nurse with him that brings him in every day in his own car. He's got a new uh, minivan with his logo on it, with his logo for the bar. And uh, you know he gets here early, and he sits here, and you know I'm in the production room, and every now and then I'll say I'll come in and say hi, talk to him for a little bit, you know. And uh, he just seems really cheery, and he's talking to the, you know some vendor back at the bar. A couple of issues here and there. So he's got it. you know, his life is great. And they just had another uh, article about him, about, you know, how close, how close he was to, uh, you know, to dying. And uh, so I'm not saying Jeff came back from the dead, but you know what? For all practical purposes, he did. And he's like my Aunt Martha would say, he is really living. And he's had, you know, he's getting better. He's moving around a lot better, a lot better. And and he just mentioned the other day on the air that he's going back for uh, physical, uh, fit you know, all the all the stuff that's even going to make him stronger. So uh, boy, I tell you, it's, he's an inspiration. He truly is, because sometimes at that age, you know, again, Jims he's no spring chicken, but by no means is he an old person. He's in his late sixties, but uh, his condition made him older than that. But he's recuperated to the point where he's back in his sixties again, and he's living life. And why not? 755-1240 uh, is the number. Just give me a shout. Someone just texted something or uh, this mile-long message on Facebook. I, I can't go to it right now, but boy, someone has something to say, uh, and I'll just check that out later. Looking at the uh, uh, map right now, it's raining, and it looks like this weather pattern is, is all over eastern New York State, all up from Canada all the way down to Jersey. What's going on right now? Much needed for sure. And as we noticed, uh, we don't have the smoke in the air like we did this past week. That was unprecedented. Someone showed me, someone shared a video of, you know, yet another conspiracy, uh, a satellite version of what happened when the fires in Quebec started last week. And the, the, the suspicious part of it, at least, is that all the fires started at precisely the same time. Meaning, they, you know... Lightning must have, you know, someone, I don't know, maybe uh, Smokey Bear didn't get the message up there. But all of the fires based on this radar, and again, this could be fake news, this could be concocted, but it didn't look that way. It just looked like a normal, you know, radar pattern. And you could see the plumes of smoke coming from at least 20 different spots at the same exact time in the hills of Quebec, north of the border. And, I, and they said, well, you know, we've had dry conditions. We don't uh, properly uh, manage our forests just like they do out west. You know, they got this whole AOC attitude, uh, attitude towards it. Just let the forest be and that's it. And then when they burn up and, you know, the, the north wind comes uh, doing what it did this last week, they blame it on, you know, white conservatives. But it did seem odd. All those fires started at the same exact time. It just doesn't, and, and at the same time, none of the fires were here. Last night check, we got forests here, too. It's called the Adirondacks. And, you know, we haven't had much snow or rain in the last month, so our patterns are no different. So you might be asking, oh, is Glenn going QAnon on in us? Is he, is he going crazy? No, not at all. But if there's one thing that I've learned in the last three-plus years is question everything, really, question everything. And by the way, if you're going to plan on, 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 on starting fires north of, of, the, uh, of the border, And if you, you know, if you, if you have like this kind of like conniving, you know, uh, James Bond villain, villain in you, you think, hmm, let's see. We got a lot of timber that if we just light it up in dry conditions and wait for the right wind current, we can get this done. You know, if you think about it, if you reverse the whole process, geez, if you really wanted to kill 150, 200 million people. That's not a bad way to do it. <laughs> you start up north, you start a fire over the over, you know, maybe what two million acres of land that's about to explode or implode, and you wait for the right moment. Said, like, look, swirling north wind instead of the jet stream carrying it over, uh, you know, Nova Scotia into the Atlantic Ocean, it's going to bring it down to the Northeast, and that's exactly what happened. I noticed that when I was at the lake this past weekend. You always notice one thing. You notice the wind when you're on the water. I'm not a sailor. You know, I'm not uh, this or that about, you know, nature and anything. I don't. But there's one thing I do know. I do know where the wind blows from. So I notice whenever there's a north wind, the water changes because the, the, you know, the, the surge is bringing the, you know, the water in from the Black River Bay. And quite frankly, the, the water gets darker because of all the uh, the lime in it and so forth. But you see that. And it's like one of those things when we have north winds, it seems like it's one out of every two weeks when we get the north wind. But this was a sustained north wind for at least four or five days. It was swirled over the northeast, over northern Nova Scotia. And instead of, you know, letting the jet stream, you know, carry it over the ocean, it came down the northeast. Brilliant way if you're a James Bond villain. Just a thought.
2: Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, you got, got me thinking about the weather. Yeah. Stormy weather. Right. But, uh, so... Something that's got me for uh, quite a, quite a while, and I even uh, sent a thing out to John Kubis, hmm. and uh, weatherman. I, I I read the Watertown Daily Times yeah uh, every day for the last forty years or whatever sure and I watch Seven News just about every night
0: right um the, rusty they dial
2: inflict in their high temperatures their record high temperature mm hmm and so I. Dug in and did a little research on it, and all the the records that they put into the newspaper are generated from the water filtration plant, hmm. which has a National Weather Service okay, uh, recording station. Okay, the ones that Channel Seven put out are from the airport,
1: right? Which
2: started collecting them in 1949. Okay, the records that they have at the water filtration plant go back to like. Eighteen eighty something. I, I okay. Forget, you know, 80, 83 or something. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching the seven news and you hear John say the record high was eighty nine in two thousand four, right? It actually was ninety two back in nineteen
0: twenty four. Hmm. Well, why, why? How do you know this? By the way, how do you know the difference? You,
2: well, you, because I read the paper. Huh. The, you read the weather report
0: in the paper. Oh, okay. Wow, you're good.
2: The record,
0: so you're... Okay, so... Oh, how much snow, how much rain... So we're, uh, you you see it from two different sources on a daily basis because you watch Channel 7 religiously uh, because you were born uh, before 1950. Uh, and then you also read the Watertown Daily Times, one of like three people that are still doing that, So you can see the difference between the records, and you notice the difference in like w- like what you just said. So there are, there, there are, they're not getting the right data? Why is that?
2: Well, uh, Because they're using two different sources.
0: Yeah, they're right down the block from each other. How could they be that far off, though?
2: Well, I, I, and that's, that's when I sent the message off to Kubis.
0: Kubis. I, I was
2: asking if, if they don't have some sort of agenda, because, I mean, hmm. so many times... He'll have the record where it's like within the last decade. Okay,
0: I see what you're saying.
2: And and you, if you look it up in the paper, you'll you'll find out that the record actually was in 24.
0: Wow, this 24, like the 1924. You're saying, yeah. Isn't this something? Wow, you just you might have revealed something, my friend.
2: Well, I mean, check it out. I I do. I'm not going to
0: check it out. I'm just going to rely on you.
2: (laughs) I get the de edition. Yeah. But when they when they stop delivering it to the door and and putting in the mail, you get it late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can get the paper now. I get the paper at five thirty. Get the, in the paper. Morning, get so the paper. I can yeah. I can mull through that old right. news for a while and some
1: strange editorials.
0: And okay, so did did, did John Cooper's react? You know, did he did he react? I mean, did yeah, he say? Yeah,
2: yeah, he did. He did. He he sent me, he sent me a reply. Okay. In in the question, I I asked him if you know if they didn't have some kind of agenda that they were. Showing
0: all these record highs, right. say in the last decade. All right. So what did he say? Did he did he respond to that accuse? Did that he respond to that? They listening go
2: back, you know, a lot longer than they check them out. Another hundred years, for that matter.
0: Okay. So what, what did he say? What did he say? And I gotta go. Oh,
2: he, he, he he just explained that they used the the uh, records that are huh. kept by NOAA at the airport. All right. Okay. And then I checked into that. Oh, just the other day when he, he was conflicting again right. on it, and so so I looked it up, and then I would to see when they started doing record-keeping there, and it was 1949, and the record-keeping, uh, geez, I don't have it right now, but... That's I'm, all right. That's it, okay, it, my it friend. It seems like it was 83,
1: 1883.
0: Gotcha. Interesting. Well, listen, I gotta go. I gotta do a break, but that's fascinating stuff. Do me yeah, a favor. Okay. find to keep, uh, keep up on that, uh, because you're the guy that sounds like the Duff Man, too, because you... Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I... I started doing a journal on it, writing, writing it down to see, you know, how, how many times... His
0: phone I line go, is oh. even as bad, too. It's so, so funny.
2: Some, sometimes she does match. Yeah. I, I'll give him that. You right. Know, once in a blue moon. Hmm. But, uh... All
0: right. Well, then, great. Yep. Thanks for revealing that. That's awesome stuff. That's great. I love it. I really right. do. How I really... Yes, you too. North. Yeah, that's awesome. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, how's it going? It's SG. Boy, great conversation <laughs> with you yeah, and Mayor you Jeff Brampton. Why are terrified today. of China?
1: I don't understand...
0: Why? Okay. Why shouldn't? Can I ask you a question? Why shouldn't I be concerned of China?
1: Uh, okay. Uh, do, do you know how many aircraft carriers China has? Nine. Zero. Uh,
0: well, you're what wrong. We, you're absolutely we, wrong. We
1: call it. We, they have two. What they call the aircraft carriers, but those are they can put load planes on, take them to a location, unload them, and then launch them. They don't have any planes that can launch. Sg, you know, if
0: we, we have war in, in the, we, in, the we, in the we
1: have. We have 20 aircraft carriers. No,
0: that's vehicles. wrong. I, 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 a lot of them are decommissioned. And so I read this whole thing no, no, recently. look it up. You know, yeah. I, I looked it yeah. up. Uh, but,
1: someone was uh, on this a couple days ago, and I looked it up. And, and this is from like two days ago. We have 20 active carriers. Eight, eight or okay. uh, Hilo, Hilo, and,
0: and twelve. Uh, our, uh, SG, SG. Right? Let me let me just instead of talking over each other because I got to do a break. I can't like, yeah, I can't no talk to you because you always call late. But here's the well, thing:
1: you, 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 you say Joe Stanley's calling in, so I don't. Yeah, call I in. will because Joe Stanley <laughs> pays to be here. I paid for I this microphone. <laughs> and
0: you keep on I, I, But but okay, anyway. but SG, you got to call in early. It's just it's a matter of some. I mean, come on. I started you said was going to
1: just... call in, at the bottom of the hour, so I waited. You know, All right. At the bottom of the
0: All right. hour. All right. Well, call up later, and I'll I'll i i I'll, 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 yeah, I'll we, be prepared I'll, for you. I'll
1: come in, and I. No, I, you're not coming everybody's in. everybody's afraid to, to go against you. I'll go against you.
0: Anyway. All right. Very good. All right. I gotta All right, go. Cool. All right. That's uh, SG. Oh my goodness gracious. Hi. You're in the air. Real quick.
3: big hey, one. Yes. Why do you keep putting butthead on
0: the phone? Who's butthead? SG that just. Called what are you talking butthead? about? Butthead. I get I get you're people calling. What butthead. am I supposed to do? Hang up on people? Tell him to go, you know, he drop he dead? sounds like a freaking
3: idiot.
0: Oops, I'm not supposed to do you, that.
3: You always hang up on other
1: people. When I don't hang. I football. hang up.
0: I rarely hang up on people. SG's a friend of mine. You know, he's, he's out but there. He says he stupid does, he things. He
3: sounds like one of the characters from Beavis and Butt. All, right, all
0: right, all right, all right. All right, listen, I got to go. I got to go. I got to do a break. And I didn't hang up on you and my friend, but I got to do a break. And uh, you're listening to uh, the Live at Five show. Let's see if this works, because this has been goofy lately. When I first started my business, I assumed I could easily handle the marketing. I thought, how hard could it be? Thank you. Paid for by Doug Osborne for Watertown City Council. All right, we're back uh, with the show because I'm running out of time. Let's let's do the uh, commercial break right now. Hi, you're in the air.
4: Just one quick one, Glenn, for yeah. you about the fires. Yes. You know, the United States has some awful fires every year right. out west. Mm-hmm. Now, Canada has... Way over a 100 separate fires. It starts in the West Coast, works through the whole center of the country, all the way to the East Coast. Right. I have never, ever saw that in any country. I agree. Just something to ponder.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree with you. And by the way, um, everyone was caught off guard by it. I even heard some people say that they, they lived out West for many years and that they've never seen it that bad. And again, I, I'm 60 years old. Uh, everyone was in the East Coast, not just us, were were affected by this. As, as far south as Atlanta is still dealing with it right now. Never, never, never. So whew, I don't know. Just don't. Just I. I, I don't want to take this QAnon on attitude to, about things because that's that's scary. If I did, but sometimes you wonder. You're on the air, real quick.
1: Yeah, just a
2: quick question for you. A simple yes or no. Yes. Do you think that Mr. Trump is guilty of the
1: charges that were
2: indicted against?
0: I, I think his charges are no different than uh, anyone else, including the president. And by the way, before I leave, uh, uh, let me—can I ask you a question? Far away. All right. Is—is uh, is the current president guilty of bribery charges? No. Okay. And why do you say that?
2: That's been disproven the last couple of days. Uh, Comer and Jordan are both wrong. The FBI agents uh, were phony. They were paid to do it, and they got the information from Rudy Giuliani.
0: Okay, so uh, basically, your your party never does anything wrong. I'm sorry? I, I mean, everything is fine with, with the I'm Biden never and fa- family. I've never no no real reasons to be concerned about him and his son and his brother, Jim.
1: This argument that's on the table now with him tied to
0: Burisman... T- All right, I got to go. I got to go, unfortunately, Danny. It's too late. I, I wish people would call earlier. AM 1240, What Water Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday
4: is CBS News on the hour presented by Indeed.com. I'm Wendy